And when we are talking about prosperity, nobody gets anything done without stuff. God will need both the negative forces and the positive forces for the accomplishment of his will on the earth. There's no one that is not working for God, even including He knows them. that for us to be able to actually work as a partner, we must have the same eternal life, the exact same life. We must have and operate by exact the same spirit. Eternal spiritual. Within you, you will know you are different from all these people. I'm not just a tech person. I'm different from all these guys. That God is putting that thing there so that you can seek him to know what makes you different. Now, I want to teach you on kingdom prosperity and partnership part nine. This is part nine, I believe. That's KPP nine. And in this KPP nine, this is how we're going to end this series. We now want to discuss what I call prosperity partnership principles. Prosperity partnership principles. So you do KPP9, all right? This is in branding it. And then you put prosperity partnership principles, one. Because this, these are not principles we can just teach. And um, it's going to take about seven services, at least, or maybe six. Um, if you have the habit of meeting, missing midweek service and uh, you don't connect online, I don't miss anyone. I'm not scheduling anyone specially for uh, Sunday because people are going to be physically around. I am taking all the service. We need to do it. We don't have time again. According to our message schedule this year, we don't have time again. So um, every day is important. Partnership principles, as you know it, is simply described as the coming together of two or more people in agreement being binded together by the same purpose or by one purpose with mutual faith to birth the reality and accomplishment of the purpose. To birth the reality is not enough to birth it and also accomplish the purpose. That is partnership, where two or more people agree together, all right, and they have the same purpose, having the same faith to bet the reality and accomplishment of that exact purpose. Now, in context or contextually this message, the purpose that brought about partnership is God's purpose. What we call our purpose is actually God's purpose that has been apportioned. There is a part that has been apportioned to you. You see, God has a family, and that family is more or less like a team. And everybody will look at it like a football. Everybody has a wing is playing. You know, if you... Um, don't play your part, it's going to affect the overall agenda of God. Praise the Lord. You, you understand what I'm saying now? All right? It's not about uh, Messi or Ronaldo, all right? Whichever one is your goat. It's about a team that plays in a certain way. 
Are you getting what I'm saying? Because no single individual can play all the wings at the same time. No matter how talented, no matter how powerful. Are you getting what I'm saying? One of the limitations of Jesus Christ was being in the flesh. Because he himself had to engage 12 disciples. He cannot betray himself. He needed somebody to partner with him to betray him. Are you getting what I'm saying? He cannot deny himself. He needed somebody to partner with him to deny him. Do you understand? He cannot doubt himself. He needed somebody to partner with him to what? To doubt him. He cannot witness his own resurrection. That's why he did appear to the general populace. He empowered the disciples to go and preach the message of resurrection. All right? So he couldn't witness himself. Do you understand? So he needed partners to go and witness. And there are common things. When we are talking about the kingdom prosperity partner here, basic fundamental things. Jesus, God needs partner, all right? In order for us to function effectively and efficiently as his partner, he gave us his spirit. He gave us his life. Do you understand? He knows that for us to be able to actually work as a partner, we must have the same eternal life, the exact same life. We must operate, have the ex, we must have and operate by exact the same spirit. That's why we speak heavenly language. Praise God. When you pray in the Holy Spirit, you are just in another realm. Are you getting what I'm saying? Connecting to different frequencies of heaven and downloading stuff from the throne of grace. So he gave us the same life, eternal life. He gave us the same spirit. He knows that we're on the earth, and then he's touched by the feelings of our infirmities while he was here. So he knows what it is to live on the earth. He gave us the same nature of righteousness. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. That's what he did have in the Old Testament. So some of them fumbled, or most of them fumbled. The same nature of righteousness. Now, this partnership is a big one. Glory to God. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10. What we call material prosperity, financial prosperity, you know, well-being and all that, everything is connected to this partnership. A man must know that I am not living on earth for myself. Christ has not come to die. For you to be saved and live anyhow. Are you getting what I'm saying? And just have your own ambition and pursue it. There's nothing wrong. It's not a crime to have one's ambition and pursue it, but everyone will intercept it. Are you getting what I'm saying? If truly you are in partnership with him, it is, your prayer is, not my will, O Lord, but thy what? Thy will be done. And that's that simple. Look at this scripture, for we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. He prepared them beforehand. Your purpose is older than you. Glory to God. Hallelujah. It was that purpose that pushed you into reality. Towards the end of the year, we're going to look into the detail of that. Give us amplified version. Because we love good lives. I like good lives. I am not going to live here twice. Glory to God. 
the time I am going to spend on earth, I have decided to live a good one. I have decided to live in financial prosperity, material prosperity, prosperity of health, advancement of whatever I lay my hands upon, and there are promises of God to that effect. God knew that his people had to live a good life. He didn't say, I'm going to take you to a land. He said, a land flowing with milk and honey. So it was in partnership with, I mean, don't, don't be religious when it comes to, come to God. I mean, sometimes we, we, we think God is so serious that there are some things that don't matter to him. Things like this don't matter to him. My health don't matter to him. Whether I'm poor or rich, doesn't matter to God. No. Whether, uh, you know, people disappoint me or not, doesn't matter to God. Whether people hurt me or not, it doesn't matter to God. There's nothing that happened to his partners that does not happen to him. It's a kingdom of father and sons. Are you getting what I'm saying? He said, if you are here, he said, we are joint heirs with Christ. Is that not what he says? He said, joint heirs with Christ. We have the same access to the father. That's what Jesus Christ came to do. For we are God's own handiwork, you see, is workmanship recreated in Christ Jesus, born anew, that we may do those good works which God predestined, planned beforehand. And God was detailed. Predestined and planned beforehand for us taking part which he prepared ahead of time. He prepared it in timelessness. Are you getting what I'm saying? When he planned your life, there was no time. You see, you were born into time, then he sent the plan into time. Glory to God. <laughs> you are bigger than time. Somebody say, I'm bigger than time. He said, before, ahead of time. He said, before you arrive, that we should walk in them, living the good life which he prearranged and made ready for us to live. Look at it. He said, good life. Somebody say, good life. life. Somebody say, I live good life. So when you are living in good health, that's a good life. Are you getting what I'm saying? Enjoy marital bliss. That's a good life. You have some money flowing into your account and um, lesser is flowing out than is flowing in. That's a good life. Are you getting what I'm saying? (laughs) You're not living from paycheck to paycheck. (laughs) Glory to God. And you have leftovers to take care of other people. That's a good life. Lift up your right hand and say, from today, I am conscious of God's purpose and I live a good life in the name of Jesus. So you see, God doesn't just birth children. He raised them up to be partners with him. Are you getting what I'm saying? He raised them up to be partners with him. (laughs) And we have examples in the scriptures. Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, Daniel, Adam, though he fell, was called up to be partners with God. If God planted a company and he put Adam there to be CEO, and he looked at him for a while and brought a woman to come and help him, are you getting what I'm saying? That's why he said, tend it. And he gave him laws. These are things you don't steal this money. 
don't, don't interact with it, with this tree. There are two basic trees. There, is tree, there was tree of life, do you remember? And there, there was tree of good and evil. And he says they shouldn't eat from it. They shouldn't eat from it. Very powerful. But I thought God said we should live a good life. What about tree of good and evil? That's why they, they push, devil will use the bait of the good to drag you into the evil. Are you getting what I'm saying? Well, don't let us go there today. God never intended for you to know the tree of evil or to eat from it. No. I know you quickly agree with that. At the same time, God never intends for you to eat from the tree of good. Well, see, how you will understand the meaning of the trees is by interpreting the trees of life. Can you see? Look at what I said. But of the tree of the what? Knowledge of good and evil you shall not eat, for in the day that you eat of it, you shall die. Look at the verse before. Look at the verse before. Saying of every tree of the garden, you may freely eat. Can you see that? So look at that next. Of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. But you know there is a tree of life there too, right? Good. They say knowledge is dangerous. <laughs> but why do we have the opportunity to go to this? So God does not want you to eat of the knowledge of good. He doesn't want you to take him or to know good. When you say eat of the knowledge of good, what he says, he doesn't want you to know good. He doesn't want you to know evil. Is that clear? For the knowledge of good can take you to evil. Yes, that's, what, that's how evil was set up. Because if it's good, you know, to behold and all that. Well, the simple solution, because later on, that might be hanging in your mind, is that the knowledge he wants you to have is that of the tree of life. The tree of life in that garden represents Christ symbolically. Are you getting what I'm saying? So there's nothing you will need in this life that is better than the knowledge of the tree of good that is not in the life. Are you getting what I'm saying? That is not in the life. He actually created all things that are good. Fantastic. So, but you see, devil knows that there are certain other knowledge that can produce certain other results. Do you get what I'm saying? But it's below, far, far below the people who eat from the tree of life. Far, far below. Far, far below. And that knowledge could be a deception into getting into evil. Are evil people knowledgeable? They don't know things that are good. Do they know things that are good? Yeah. They do, do, do they apply good principles? Yeah, but they are evil. You see the difference now? Uh -huh. But for us that hit the tree of life, that of the knowledge of the tree of life, we are kept from evil. And we have good. Are you getting what I'm saying? Uh -huh. Because I might not know when I will be led to talk more about that. But so Adam was a partner, but he fell. Noah was a partner. Don't forget, God could not have come here and start doing carpentry work, start building ark. Are you getting what I'm saying? There must be a man on the earth. 
There must be a man on the earth. So you see, Moses also was a partner. He needed somebody to take them out from Egypt and take them in into their, into their the land of their promise. Joshua was a partner. We go. David was a partner. Samuel, Mary and Joseph, Haposus. Jesus was a partner. Praise God. You see, God was a partner with him, with himself in human flesh. That's why Jesus Christ says, me and my father, we are what? One. I mean, my father, my father. If at some point Jesus Christ looked at the death, the agony, the pain, he had not died. But he started smelling. Do you understand? There's a way you have not eaten, but the aroma alone is inviting you. Are you getting preparing your stomach? And you now get hungry more. Now, people that say when they perceive aroma, eh, they will not like to eat again. Hmm. Wait, some people. Hmm. That is what steer. They should not just perceive that aroma. That's what steer the hunger in them. Are you getting what I'm saying? And that is why when God is cooking something in heaven, if you hang around him a lot, there are things you will smell. Even if he's doing it in the life of others, you can smell it. And so when it's happening in the life of others, you can thank him. You can be grateful that this guy is doing the exact will of God. There is a resonance in your spirit because you are not also far away from the throne of grace. And you know that as he's cooking for one, he's cooking for another and including you. Is that clear? So there will not be, there will not be need for envy. <laughs> Glory to God. Hallelujah. Okay. Uh, you know all this, you can just classify all the people I've mentioned. There are so many. Anyone that operated by faith in the scripture, believed in God, was a partner of God. Hmm. We can have a biblical classification of some of these God's partners, and they lived a life of prosperity. It's not all of them that dwell in abundance of wealth. It's not all of them that dwelt that had, do you understand? But you could see, according to the scripture, there is a testimony that what they came here to do, they achieved. Forget any other news about Noah getting drunk, uh, what else happened, uh, uh, you know, slept with his children because he was drunk, and blah, blah, blah. If you look at the entire life of Noah, <laughs> in the book of Hebrew, it was referred to what Noah did so powerful. This partnership thing we're talking about, eh? You know, he built Hark. The scholars believe that it's between 50 to 75 years he used to build the Hark. If God told somebody to start doing something and 10 years there's nothing, won't you start asking, did God call you? Because some of us, we don't know God now. Hmm? Five years to the end of the, end of the year of a man, he can fulfill his his assignment. Five years to the end. And God will use 85 years to prepare him. And 85 to 90 to execute the assignment. And 90, he takes him. Look at Jesus. He spent 30. Carpentry, going to the... Do you understand? And the three and a half years was what he used to move around. Are you getting what I'm saying? And what he did was just to plant the seed. 
Glory to God. If you are, if you are around the throne of heaven, that is communion, that's intimacy. That's having koinonia with God. And you read the scripture. There are things that will be open to you. Personally, you can't voice them out outside. When you see some things, you will not deal with anybody or compare your life or compete with anyone as God is dealing with you. Because as he's dealing with you, the dealings of God with you is as a result of those kind of things he reveals to you personally. Are you getting what I'm saying? Yes. That's the dealing of God with you. Any information you don't need, he will never expose you to it. So we have the patriarchs and matriarchs. All right? Sarah also judged God faithful. Do you remember? Uh The patriarch, we have the Enoch, the the Noah, the Abraham, Sarah, Isaac, Jacob, and the rest of them. The second category is the prophets. We have the Moses, the Samuel, the Elijah, the Elisha. Abraham too was a prophet. David was a prophet. Okay? Then number three, we have the kings, David, Solomon. He said, you know, for David, he said, I found a man after my heart. That's partnership. That means somebody that under whichever circumstance he will do my will. Even he did his will when he sinned. When he found out that, ah, no, no. You know when that prophet, uh, I think it was Nathan or so, that came to meet him and described the thing. I said, ah, no, 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 no. Who that, where has he started judging. He said, Oga, Oga, chief, you are the one. He said, eh! God, red and dead. But it wasn't for me. That was his true act. Are you getting what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, when Jesus Christ came, I said, judge not. That thing is loaded. There are people you are judging here. God has no judgment against them. You understand? Because you, you are seeing what they, are, what they did. God is seeing their hearts. There's a difference between the two. Are you getting what I'm saying? Uh, so we have the prophets, we have the kings, we have the judges. Judges and influencers. No be today. You know there are influencers in the scripture? We have Joshua, we have Gideon, we have Samson, we have Deborah. You remember Deborah? We have Esther. So how do you want to classify Esther? Praise the Lord. (laughs) Number five. We have the priesthood and the apostles. Peter, James, John, Aaron, and Co. And then the last one, we have kings and priests. Glory to God. So where do you belong? Where do you belong? Influencers. Where do you belong? <laughs> kings and priests. Revelation 1, 5, 6 says he has made you kings and priests. Glory to God. So is I'm a king. Say I'm a priest. Of the most high God. You know what I am a king, I'm a priest. When I'm not headed of the most high God, you're still, you understand? Uh-huh. You are a priest of the most high God. Let me preach to your neighbor, say you're a priest of the most high God. Say you're a king of the most high God. Yes. 
You see, in simple terms, what it, what it means is if you're a priest of the Most High God, so that means you hear from God. You converse with God. You, you are intimate with God. Are you getting what I'm saying? Yes, you take the matter of the people to God. And as kings, you rule on the earth. You reign on the earth. Are you getting what I'm saying? You administer justice. And then you administer resources. It's, it's as simple as that. <laughs> Praise I've thought about it before. And then, um, may God just open our eyes to these things. Um, we are so much concerned about king, about kinging. Are you getting get what I'm saying? Than priest, than our priesthood. Or is it priesthooding? Praise God. <laughs> so we're so much concerned about kinging. <laughs> All that we know is we just want to reign on the earth. Fantastic stuff. He's in charge of resources. Like the king of Brunei. Jonathan, like uh, King uh, Charles. Uh, is it King Charles? The new king of England? Yes. And then you're just raining on the earth. Yes. That's who God has made you. But he said kings and priests. So it's difficult for kings to reign without the king of kings. So what connects the kings to the king is their priesthood. They offer of incense, sacrifices of praise, and pray to God Almighty, which is referred to as the prayer of the saints. Hmm. Now we're going somewhere. God's partners are those who work, work, and work with God. Work, W-W, you know, it's not W, W-A-L-K, W-W. A-L-K. Praise the Lord. Amen. That's work. The scripture says in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 7, for we walk by faith and not by what? And not by sight. You see, the, the scripture says in Romans chapter 1, verse 17, it said the just shall live by faith. Is that not what it says? No. The just shall live by faith. When he says the just shall live by faith, what it means is that Every second of your life, you are living by what? Faith. So it means that faith is a walk. Faith is a lifestyle. Is that clear? Good. So God's partners has a walk with God first. Intimacy. A record of God telling them, do this, and they do it. Stop doing this, and they stop it. Are you getting what I'm saying? Give this and they give it. When they have that record and they are intimate with God, they are not perfect when they started the journey of that faith. Do you get what I'm saying? So over time, they learned the voice better. They learned to follow him. They made mistakes. They repent. God forgives. Are you getting what I'm saying? Takes them closer. Correct them. So they are growing now. So they grow, we grow to a point when God now begins to show us the work. The work now. W-O-R-K. I think it's work. Praise God. One is work. One is work. <laughs> now here we did. Praise God. <laughs> but I hope you understand the difference. So God's partners are people who have a work with God 
And they also work with God. God's partners are those who work and work with God on the earth to accomplish his agenda for humanity and the world. Now, take note of this. It is his agenda, not your own. Ambition is your agenda. God's vision is his agenda. Now, this might shock you. Your ambition can continue to, you can continue to execute your ambition to get into God's vision. God is not against your ambition. Are you getting what I'm saying? In fact, if you're not ambitious, he won't use you. This might shock you. If Peter said, we toiled all night, we caught nothing. That means he wanted to catch something. His ambition was to live well, to make money, to catch fish. Are you getting what I'm saying? And look at how God, Jesus turned it around. He said, well, you, you caught, I've seen you, I've shown you how to catch a lot of fish. Now, now he caught a lot of fish. But bigger than this, in fact, when he caught it, he was a sinner. He said, depart from me, for I'm a sinner. And I trust Peter won't say, Jesus, as you are departing, take the fish along. No, he needed the fish. He needed the fish. But he told Jesus to depart because it was actually a true repentance. That I'm a sinner. I don't deserve this kind of blessings. It means there are certain level of blessings that is associated with purity. With consecration. Are you getting what I'm saying? That you know that you know. God has blessed you because of his mercy. And you also have a work with him. That work of obedience. Are you getting what I'm saying? <laughs> uh, okay. I'm going somewhere. Um, and we're going to... So God can transform or trans, transform your ambition. Or he can bring... So he now told Peter, he said, I'll make you fishers of men. Do you see that? The fisher of men. If you can commit to a VG, was that not a VG? All night they caught nothing. So when I was saying that Jesus was even a partner with God on the earth, and my father, Jesus, God look at the earth for, for God so loved the world for um, John 3:16. Alright? Um, and that he gave his only begotten son, you see now, Matthew 1, 21, he said, he shall be the one to save his people from their sins. Look at Joshua. He said, my servant Moses is dead. Arise now and take the people into the land that I've sworn to their... Fa-. Are you getting what I'm saying? Partnership. From Adam to Abraham, from Abraham to Jesus, they have fundamental common principles that drive divine prosperity of God's agenda and their abundant good living on the earth. <laughs> All of them. So the principle we're looking at, see, let me tell you something. There is a general, fundamental, common, basic principle, and there are uncommon principles. For Noah, he told him to build an ark. Are you getting what I'm saying? Abraham didn't have to build anything. Abraham just kept saying, praise God, as far as your eyes can what? See. He saw the future. Saw the future. 
unique. If obedience is common to all of them, but the way they went about obedience or what they had to obey God on is different. So when I said fundamental basic principles, I just want to mention things that are common to them, but I'm not actually mentioning the specific or the particular way that God related with them. It's not, it's unique, all of them. Abraham was a, was a, an employer of labor right from the beginning. Are you getting what I'm saying? But Jacob was not. Jacob was an employee. Do you remember? Abraham didn't face stiff opposition. Did you, did you observe? But Isaac did. In fact, Isaac successfully dug or reconstructed a well, and they took it over. There was contention, and he avoided the contention. Do you understand? Good. So you could see the life of every one of them. For Joseph, he was sold into slavery. <laughs> <laughs> Look at your neighbor. Say, have you found your path? <laughs> Look at your neighbor. Can you, see, can you now see we are different? Amen. <laughs> because your reigning might be that if you are not put in prison, you will not reign. The number one first law of failure when it comes to relating with God is to assume your own part. Is that clear? Yes, sir. Everybody, and that's one of the extreme dimension of, um, how do I put it now? Being too ambitious. Because you have your own life planned out. In fact, isn't, isn't life just good? I'm fair. I know people say life is not fair. There's a way life sends you back to your creator to go and check the plan. Are you getting what I'm saying? If it's left to how you even wanted to be born, there are families you will have loved to come into. Left to how you, the kind of school you will have loved to go. Do you understand? The kind of place you will have loved to work, the kind of money you will have loved to have, why are you not having all those things? Why? Because life is good. And life is fair. Look at your neighbor say, life is fair. You will not enjoy life if you think life is not fair. You won't make the most of it. So number one principle that I want to share with you is just one today. But that one is deep self. It's strength. Somebody say strength. strength. <laughs> okay, because of time. Strength. Strength is God's divine inherent and when being to be and to do God, to do like God, or carry out God's will on the earth. Strength is God's divine inherent well-being and well-being to be and to do like God or carry out God's will on the earth, I want you to give me 30 seconds of visualization. Imagine anybody that does something major on the earth. Look at their face. If you don't see straight, that means you are not seen. Are you getting what I'm saying? 
their faces might look relaxed. But if you look very well, <laughs> do you understand? It's not normal to sit down on one spot and read nonstop for 12 hours. It takes strength to do that. How many of you know what I'm talking about? Yes, it takes strength to do that. It's not normal to read, sit down 12 hours to read and assimilate what other people will sit down for 48 hours to assimilate, and you assimilate it in 12 hours. That's not normal. That's strength. That's strength. That's some level of high mental assimilation and strength. Are you getting what I'm saying? And strength. And strength. And the strength of a man is not texted until he goes through trials. The strength of a man is not. Jesus' strength was tested. He was sleeping in the boat, and yet the boat was about to capsize. Everybody on the boat, he even had experience. He should have been the one that should be afraid on the boat because he was a carpenter. Are you getting what I'm saying? Every other person. I know Matthew was a task collector. He will have been seriously afraid. I know Luke was a doctor. But what about them? Peter and Co. They were fishermen. They said, don't you care that we perish? It takes strength to be at rest in the midst of storm. And when we are talking about prosperity, nobody gets anything done without storm. God, we need both the negative forces and the positive forces for the accomplishment of his will on the earth. There's no one that is not working for God, even including the devil. Everybody is working for God, whichever way. Some people are working for him to be abandoned and they will enter hell. Praise God. That is not your portion in Jesus' name. Somebody say, I'm strengthened. Say, strength. Yes. It takes strength to stay back in Nigeria when most people that are your friends have jackpot. It takes strength. It takes strength to see the interest rate. Are you getting what I'm saying? It takes strength for subsidy to be removed. It takes, see, some of you, you have learned to, you have developed a coping mechanism, and that is wrong. That is not what I am talking about. Developing coping mechanism is not what I am talking about. Jesus did not develop coping mechanism for storm. Do you understand? He was actually sleeping in the storm. If it is coping mechanism, anybody can develop that. Human beings. Do you understand? They can do that. But you are a spiritual being. Somebody say I am a spiritual being. Say I am a supernatural being. You are not to cope with negative things. Do you understand? You are to handle it. You are to address it. You are to superimpose negative event of life with divine order. If you are getting what I'm saying, can you say amen? Good. It takes strength to do exploits. Daniel chapter 11 verse 32b. And those who do know their God, they shall be strong and they shall do exploits. Let's look at strength in three categories. Number one, capacity. This is being able to process and carry out God's directives and instructions spiritually 
and mentally. I want you to follow me. Capacity. Somebody say capacity. capacity. Say capacity. God will not bless you beyond what you are able to bear. To some, he has given 50. Is a captain over 50? Captain over 20? Captain over 100? Are you getting what I'm saying? He won't give you beyond what you are able to bear. Capacity. Somebody say capacity. Good. Now, some people can generate and um, attend to 10 customers. That's their capacity. The same thing can be multiplied to 1,000 customers. You know, that's a different capacity. When a business only satisfies people in Lagos, it's different from a business satisfying people in Nigeria. It's different from a business satisfying people in Africa. Or it's not a global business. Are you getting what I'm saying? That's some capacity. Some of you never know that Google, some of you never know that Apple, you never know that Meta, you know Meta is now Facebook, all those things. Some of you never know that they have thousands of workforce. You thought it's just an app. You don't know that. When, when, recently, I think one of, the, one of them sacked like about 10,000 workers. Do you remember? So you just think it's just an app. They are just treating. You don't know that they have a lot of, that is capacity. That is capacity behind the scene. Are you getting what I'm saying? Driving things has some capacity. Else, Twitter could have, you know, Twitter could have been something that is just operating in the Kenya alone. Do you know Facebook was first inaugurated within campus? That as people are going, they don't want to, what you call yearbook in those days. That's, they, they now made a Facebook because they want to continue to interact with themselves and blah, blah, blah. And that's what became something bigger. Are you getting what I'm saying? Mm. Capacity is being able to process and carry out God's directives and instructions spiritually and mentally. Don't forget process. Capacity to be resourceful. Capacity to multitask. Capacity to withstand all issues. Now, look at it spiritually now. God giving you spiritual capacity means that you have requisite revelation and power of God in your spirit. Because working with God, you will work against devils. Working with God means you work against what? Devils. And they will work against you. Hmm. <laughs> Requisite revelation and power. And this can only be gotten by divine encounters in prayer. Prayers and worship. That's spiritually. Divine encounters in prayers and worship. Revelation and power. Divine encounters in prayers and worship. Let's look at it mentally. This is having or being equipped with necessary revelation turned to information. Take note of this thing I'm sharing with you. Mentally, this is capacity mentally. Having or being equipped with necessary revelations turned into information Via visualization of the giving revelation in meditation. 
Let me tell you something. If you visualize a lot and you have mental pictures, they are more real than real life. They are more real than real life. Do you know the funny thing? You can get, if you are not matured, you can get into a fight, physical. You can literally go against people that have not seen what you saw. And you can fight them if they are working against what you saw. If you are business owners here, please take note. And so what God does is this. He shows people so that he won't fight the people who has chosen to be partners. He shows people. Shows. This is what I'm saying. Come and see it. This is who I am. I'm giving my only begotten son. You to bring your only begotten one. Come and sacrifice it to me. But Abraham saw it. Because later in Hebrew, it was written that he believed that God, who quickened his body at old age, vitalized Sarah's womb at that old age, gave us that this boy, the same God, will raise him from the dead. It takes visualization to get that. Has you, have you ever seen anybody being raised from the dead? It takes revelations, visualization to get to that point. There are, this thing I'm telling you, eh, you might not have point of references to, 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 or something to refer to in your imagination. It could just be something that will happen in a crazy way. If I look at it ministerially, the way people came into limelight is different. Somebody who online was doing prayer. Boom. God was there. Are you getting what I'm saying? Somebody gather people, they do media, train them well. He said, push it everywhere. And they pray, and the thing spread. All these things. I know these people one-on-one, personally. These people I'm telling you about. Somebody prayed, prayed, faster, prayed, prayed, faster, faster, prayed, prayed. God said, go to the seashore, go and conduct a program, and that's it. Everything changed. If you are not in ministry, some of these people that I'm saying, say, you may not understand. Do you, do you understand? God told somebody, said, start doing breakthrough meetings. That's what become living faith worldwide today. In, 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 in the era where people were so poor under Babangida, breakthrough meetings. And he was teaching business principles from the scripture. People were blooming in their businesses. One thing of life, singles are married. You go and do singles are married. You are not spiritual. You don't have strength. Are you getting what I'm saying? There is where you stay until God shows you an exact thing. Before, you see, you will have been cooking things. The thing will have become, the momentum will have gathered to the point that you don't have choice to start saying. Spirituality is deliberate. A work with God is what? Deliberate. It's not just being a copycat. Except if you are not spiritual, within you, you will know you are different from all these people. I'm different from all these people. I'm, something will be telling you. I'm not, just, I'm not just a tech person. I'm different from all these guys. Something within you will be there. So that means that God is putting that thing there so that you can seek him to know what makes you different. Capacity. I mean, I want to look at the remaining two so that I can close. 
And the second, the second one is health. Health. Somebody say health. Yeah. Or what you can refer to as divine healing. Third John 2. Give us third John 2. Health is healing on strength. Beloved, I pray that you may prosper in how many things? All things. And be in health just as your soul prospers. So you see, wealth and health, they are like twins. They are, inter- they are interrelated. Actually, in our definition, previous definition of prosperity, health is there. I hope you know. Well-being. Somebody say health. Uh-huh. That's why it's not something you can joke with. Now I want to discuss with you based on health. Hmm. A sick person in any form or all of these three dimensions cannot effectively and efficiently work and wo- work and work with God to execute divine orders and agenda. This earth is a state of one's well-being spiritually, mentally, and physically. Spiritually, look at this. You know, people have spiritual sicknesses. When you say, I feel liturgy, spiritually, you know, flat. You can't hear God. You see, except if you are not spiritual, you know when it's been long you heard God. It's just that you are just, you are just coping with it. Are you getting what I'm saying? You know that you are not flowing when it comes to spirituality. You see, sometimes, thank God for services we have in church. That's what tries to refresh people. Most people are hanging when it comes to their work with God. Are you getting what I'm saying? You know, when you see a system that hangs, so which means probably the application's heavier than the OS. Is that not what's happening there? Uh-huh. Or something. So it makes that your OS has not been relating well with the creator of that who else. That's God. Your spirit has not, your spirit man has not been in relating and conversing and communing well with the Holy Ghost. So there are certain things you face on the earth, okay, that drag makes you drag in the spirit. You'll be living like you are struggling in the spirit. Sometimes you wake up, you want to pray, you yawn and sleep. It's spiritual sickness. Are you getting what I'm saying? If you don't see three, four, five people praying with you, you can't pray. There's a problem. You take the scripture, you read the scripture, it's like you are reading letters. By the time you read first, two, three, five chapters, uh, verse, verses, you are tired. In fact, to take it, you have been dis- always distracted for like two weeks, you couldn't do anything. I'm telling you, those are symptoms of spiritual sickness. Then it gets to a point when you don't take care, when you are not the type that quickly arrests issues. It gets to a point you start losing interest in spiritual things. It gets to a point you move from listening to spiritual songs to just anyhow secular songs. Are you get what I'm saying? You start following trends instead of getting to know the present truth. So these are, these are symptoms or spiritual sickness. Now, it, it can get so bad that it will start now, it will now start showing physically. Okay? You know that the definition of partnership is having a walk with God and working with God. You want to take a break from working with God because your work with God is in trouble. You don't even feel worthy of working with God on a project 
because your walk with him is not in place. I don't know if you're getting what I'm saying. That's why God is merciful. He restores both at the same time. He can restore both at the same time. Now, I don't have time to go into the detail because the time is gone. Now, look at it. So, that's, those are symptoms when you have low or no zeal for the things of the Spirit. All right? You lack interest. You are always being dragged. Things of God are not priority in your heart. You can spend hours on Netflix, but to do anything that has to do with God, you always want to satisfy your flesh. Ah, when we now announce fasting, you say, oh God. You look, you want to take a break from church during that time to come back after we have fasted. And it's those kind of people that will be so much interested in the produce of the fast. I read a proverb. He said the leech, the only language that the leech have is gimme, 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 gimme. In partnership, is God. What are you saying? I do it. And God looks at you, ask for you to have done this. I do this for you. Are you getting what I'm saying? That's partnership. It's babies that cry for Sarah Lack. Amen? Let's look at mental and emotional because time is gone. But before mental and emotional, you can get healing spiritually by prayers, impartation, laying on of hands, and all that. Mental and spiritual or mental emotional sickness. This is when people are offended. See, let me tell you something. If something is wrong spiritually, Anything can be wrong in any other dimension. Something will be wrong mentally, emotionally. Are you getting what I'm saying? Devil will not waste time. When they have tried to penetrate you spiritually, they will now come emotionally. Are you getting what I'm saying? And make it worse to destroy the emotion. Because they don't want your restoration faster. That's why it's taking you two years to forgive. Because the strength from the spirit is not there. I want, you to, I want you to understand the way the devil is so, and then when he notices that emotionally you are damaged, then he comes for your body. He will not make you to start nursing something that will take your attention away from giving attention to things like, I want to listen to a message. I have seen people that are sick, that I pray for them, and instantly they got healed. I'm not joking. And I told them, Keep this thing by listening to messages. Connect on let Telegram, connect on this. Do you listen? Three, four, five days after, they say, Pastor, I'm panicking. This, that. I said, what's the problem? Have you started listening to them? Because devil has taken them off spiritual track. There is nothing you try to push back that will stay. If you understand what I say, see, I hear. So we have emotional sickness, like odds, offenses, complexities. I don't know how a believer can be feeling inferior. They say it's a general disease among ladies. How can I be feeling inferior? I don't think I've ever pastored people. You can't be a lady in this church for I mean, a few months as a lady and you feel inferior. In fact, most time I try to preach to tempo down. Do you understand? I'm telling you I know my ladies. Except if you are not my lady. There is no difference between male and female. In fact, in this church, let me tell you the truth today, there are certain sensitive things 
that it's only ladies I commit to their heads. That is the truth. Don't let society give you complexities whenever. Do you understand? Don't fight for equality. Don't fight for gender. You know this uh, feminism, all this nonsense that people face God, face God and his word. Was, was Esther fighting for anything? They bore all of them. Did you see them carrying placards? I'm talking about faith. So complexities, anxieties, worry, hopelessness, depression, insanity, memory loss. How can you be under 30 and you are forgetting things? What's wrong with you? They've shot your brain with pepper. You know what's called pepper? <laughs> Once the devil gets you spiritually, they will start frying your anointing. Do you understand? <laughs> That's how some people... <laughs> There's a song by a young man. If I, I will pray, I will pray, I will pray. If I don't pray, Satan will make mess of me. This is what we're talking about. I knew a pastor back then on campus that ran mad. When a pastor ran mad, and he ran to a brother to be delivered, I got to know I was a brother. We give God glory. Praise God. Amen. This thing is not by title. It's not by title. It's by spiritual fervency. Now, mental health and depression has become like a thing of a, a thing like a, 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 how do I put it now? Like a badge of honor. Like, hey, I'm depressed. I, 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 and they are, and they are they, they are proud about it. Ah, they tweet it. They post it on social media. I'm depressed. You know, I've just been feeling depressed for the past 68 weeks. Ah. <laughs> depressed? Have you seen in the scripture angels depressed? Have you seen in the scripture Jesus depressed? Even when the agony came for Jesus, he wasn't depressed. He was praying and addressing it. Lord, I wish this cup come. Do you understand? Jesus was texted in every area. There is no challenge you are going through now that can near that of Jesus Christ. Was he depressed? That he's looking for therapist? Say, say, I have to be going for therapy. I have to. I'm not dumpling. That is the wisdom of God operating in people. Professionals, are you going to say? I'm not that poor. I respect that. But you're a believer for heaven's sake. Are you getting what I'm saying? What the word of God will do in your spirit and your brain, there is nobody on earth that can accomplish it. The word of God. What are you talking about? And the problem is that devil gets people so busy until they are sick. He pushed them to be, to be busy until they become the fall sick. 
play this keyboard. Be playing that song. I will play, I will play or something if you know it. Are you getting what I'm saying? Memory loss. Nonsense. What are the solutions? Cancel, prayer, deliverance, revelation, meditation of revelation for renewal of minds, joy, and wisdom. Someone say, I got joy in the Holy Ghost. Every spirit of depression is cast out in the name of Jesus. In the history of my life, one of the people that have left me, they say, ah, how is he coping? How is he say, you don't know that guy. If you know him, you will regret leaving him. Thinking that you're, you're leaving him will damage him. You, we, I have witnesses among you. What has people have ever lived in my house? They will tell you. I don't form it. It flows naturally. I have everything I need around me in the realm of the spirit. I hear keyboards. I hear sounds. I rejoice. I shout. I sing. I roll. I'm happy. I'm full of joy. Regardless of the state of the nation. Whether my candidate win or he, lo- or he loses. Do you understand? I don't allow politics to dictate my life. Whether I'm happy or I'm not happy. Because even if my candidate win, he can disappoint me. You trust in the hammer of flesh. You have lost it all. Physically. You know the manners of sicknesses that we have physically now. We are not to remind you. Faith in the finished work of redemption is the cure for that. Isaiah 54, 4 to 5. Can you do that quickly? Do not fear for you will not be ashamed. Neither be disgraced. 53 verse 4, rather. 53 verse 4. Oh, surely has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows, yet we esteemed him stricken. This is Jesus, smitten by God. God smitten God. Afflicted. God smitten God in flesh. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement for our peace was upon him. And by his stripes, we are healed. Any believer carrying any sickness, you are carrying sickness that is not yours. Whatever symptoms it is. I don't know the name under which it is called. Whether cancer, are you getting what I'm saying? Anxiety, worry, you don't know where it's coming from. You panic unnecessarily. Heart failure. Whatever condition it is, Jesus already paid for it. Bible says he took our families and poor our diseases. Somebody say, I'm free. I'm free. Say, I'm healthy. I'm healthy. Spiritually, Spiritually, mentally, mentally. Physically. physically. In the name of Jesus. Write this place down. Numbers 21, 4 to 8. You remember people were being beaten by a snake. Do you understand? In the wilderness. And then Moses prayed for God and God you know, instructed that he should make a bronze of everything is symbolic of Christ. They put it on the wood and raised it up. He said, anyone that is beaten by snake, if they can just look up, then they will be rescued, saved, healed. And that was it. Praise the Lord. And Jesus, being wounded for a transgression, was also hung on the cross. Are you getting what I'm saying? 
And the scripture says, look unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. <laughs> Bible says, if him that raised Jesus from the dead lives in you, he that raised Jesus from the dead, he will vitalize your mortal body. What is sickness doing there? It's strange. Sickness is strange to us. Are you getting what I'm saying? Don't learn to cope with sickness. You can't sleep at night. You say, sleep, I command you, come now. In the name of Jesus, I sleep. There was somebody that was held down, you know, and he couldn't sleep for 10 days. You know the funny thing, when you're going through this kind of trauma, they don't even make you remember God. And if you can't even remember God, they won't allow you to remember pastor or a brother in church or a sister that can break that chain. Are you getting what I'm saying? And I said, you are sleeping now. In the name of Jesus, today, you will sleep. He said, Pastor, for the first time, he said, I couldn't believe it. She slept. Glory to God. Amen. This is not a filion five something. I'm talking about, I'm talking about heavenly doses that will change your entire body structure and renew and refresh it like that of a baby. Oh uh -huh. 
this. When we address sickness by the power of God, we also address sickness. Jesus says, and he said to him, arise, go your way. Your faith has made you well. The Old Testament, the old version says, made you whole. So that means the first, the nine experience, the ten experience cleansing, healing. But the one out of them move from cleansing or healing into wholeness, into wellness. And the simple solution is your faith and consistency in walking and walking with God. Another one is gratitude. Are you getting what I'm saying? Some of you who don't know the life you are living now is somebody's breakthrough. That better be grateful. Somebody say, I'm grateful. Amen. Lift up your hands and bless the name of the Lord. Kebratu Father, we give you praise. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be the name of the Lord. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Lift up your two hands, everybody. I decree your healing is perfect. The strength for prosperity, you are endued with it. It is infused into your spirit, into your body, into your life. Lift up your two hands. I pray to, to God for you that everything money can buy and money cannot buy, begin to assess and enjoy in the name of Jesus. This new week, you have new level of friendship. New dimension of prosperity. Yeah. As you give God from your heart, give to God your offering, your tithe, your that local project establishment seed. You are blessed beyond measure. Yeah. Every hold of stinginess is broken. Yeah. Thank you, Jesus. In Jesus' name.